Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Micah. Sick uh, my ass. But it's it's come through with them a little bit. They've got Jalen Tolbert, Brandon Cooks, and Stefan Gilmore all missed practice yesterday as they were illnesses. And so that's not great news heading into Buffalo because even if they're available to play, I'm sure you don't want Stefan Gilmore and Brandon Cooks in particular to be less than 100%. Mm. Uh, you're really going to need the corners in this game, and you're really going to need you know Brandon Cooks to be there, be available, and help impacting. So if they're not at 100%, that's going to be a little bit concerning. But flu bug getting passed around a little bit there. Yeah, something around the Metroplex, uh, something around yep. DFW. Uh, got me last week a little bit. I know it's always, and that's the thing, it's always such a standard, like, cliche to be like, man, yeah, it's just going around, you know? Like, we always say that about everything. It genuinely, everybody I know right now has been getting sick. Like, there's someone in every social circle I know is sick right now. Yeah. And so, it's just, I'm hoping to avoid it. Kristen's in that mode right now of like, I just know the kids are going to get a fever any day now. We're, we're going to ruin Christmas. Somebody will be sick. And so, she's in that mode now. Uh, Sunday forecast in Buffalo right now. It's calling for 48 degrees, 75% precipitation, 76% humidity, Ooh. 17 mile per hour winds. So that's not that's not a day. That is not a day you want to be outside. Brandon Aubrey might miss his first kick. Well, that's that's a good point. Corey Majors already put that jinx on him. Uh, so good job, Bobby. You're welcome. Um, Michael Parsons uh, bringing up the diet. Maybe Stephon Gilmore needs to eat a little bit better. I don't know. I'm joking, but this was an amazing quote. Micah on Gilmore. He's nuts. I don't know if I'm ready for his type of commitment. I think from the changes I've made, it's been better. There was a time during training camp, there's not a lot of food options in Oxnard. I came into the lunchroom one day. I saw Brandon Cooks and Gilmore eating fried noodles. It wasn't like stir fry. It was just cooked noodles because they didn't want to eat cheese or cream or anything. They just ate warmed up noodles, just straight noodles, not even butter noodles. I saw crispy brown noodles, and I said, you guys are nuts, and I think I went and ordered Popeyes. So that was uh, <laughs> Micah. Yeah, I don't know. There's some food options at Oxnard. And which which two guys are sick today? Brandon Cooks and Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. Not Micah Parsons. Exactly. So in the end, I think he was right. Stefan Gilmore, who, uh, yeah, he, he was a little bit, uh, we ran into him in Oxnard. He was just kind of hanging out by himself. Yeah. Remember at the, uh, bar. at the seafood spot. At the so. seafood spot by himself. Uh, Bobby, take us inside the film room with the Buffalo tape study. Okay, so Buffalo, as we all sort of believed and expected, that team should not be 7-6. and six. They they are really good. 
And they're ten and three good. Yeah, they they're they're pretty good. And look, what they ran into a lot is they are hard luck losers and things were just not always sharp with Ken Dorsey as the offensive coordinator. It's been Joe Brady the last couple weeks. Joe Brady is a guy who, obviously, he was the offensive coordinator when LSU went on their crazy run with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and everybody, and he developed a big reputation there. Joe Burrow's statement, or uh, the, the statement from Joe Brady has always been that he wants the defense to have to defend every blade of grass. So he really likes to stretch things, you know, horizontally. He'll push some stuff vertically. That's an old air raid concept, like the Mike Leach theory is to to go, okay, we're just going to get a horizontal and vertical and pressure everybody there. It's very much like a spread offense, though. They do like to go shotgun, empty gun, nobody in the backfield, or just a running back in the backfield who's then going to run a wheel route or whatever else. Um, but they like to spread things out, run out of that, and they will they will call a lot more designed runs since Joe Brady stepped in. They'll call a lot more designed runs for Josh Allen. Like, Josh Allen's just, like, straight Jalen Hurts in this at times, taking snaps and then running. And it's not even something where it's just he's getting pressured for it. They're designing the runs for him. Yeah. He is the most – Josh Allen is the most frustrating quarterback to play against in the NFL. It's amazing you can find 14 better than him. He is <laughs> – Patrick Walker. He will – What an exercise is, that was yesterday. Holy cow. I, I'm still, I, had, I had a nightmare. <laughs> I, I had a nightmare about that. I really did. He is maddening the way he can salvage a play that should be nothing and turn it into a massive gain. And, and it'll, look, it'll burn him at times. He has those interceptions, which Dan Orlovsky doesn't think matters, but mm-hmm. uh, they they mattered a ton last year for Dak. Um, but the thing with Allen is that you will get that. That's where he'll make his most turnover-worthy plays is him trying to extend something, him trying to break out of the pocket, make a miracle happen, and then he's just he doesn't see a defender sitting there, and he'll try and force a ball. But that's also where he cleans up the most. That's where he's going to just absolutely wreck you. Like, there will be probably three or four times in this game where when Josh Allen releases the ball, you're thinking, oh, that'll either be a pick or he's throwing the ball out of bounds or whatever else, and it turns into a 40-yard gain for Gabe Davis. That's that's just the way that Josh Allen plays the game. He is one of the most physically talented players in the league, and he's not sliding. That's somebody who, but moreover, not just sliding, he's lowering his shoulder and trying to run people over and drive his legs. So, Dude, Micah had another amazing quote yesterday talking about Josh Allen being a frat boy. <laughs> Listen to this quote. Josh really reminds me of that one crazy guy at the frat. You know, the one that makes his friends get all the way drunk and you just go, oh, man, I ain't going out with this guy. He just does anything. He's that wild dude on the field. He wants to dip his shoulder. He wants to talk trash. He's going to get rowdy. He shoots the beer pong. He aces the cup. I'd love to have a bar and grill out with Josh Allen for sure. Come on, Josh Allen, the NFL quarterback frat boy. Oh, frat boy. And he'll talk trash, man. He gets physical. He pushes Mm -hmm. people. He is... He's about, but I mean, you'll you feel confident doing that when you're like six five, two fifty, or whatever the hell Josh he's a beast. Allen is. He's an athletic freak. He's a beast. He's he's a better athlete than Mahomes. Yeah, oh um, yeah. You know, it's just, just the way he runs around. The athletic ability is stupid. He, I mean, he, he's a, he's he's a, he's a unicorn. I I've, I'm really genuinely concerned about James Cook in this game. The Bills running back, uh, the brother of Dalvin Cook, and a guy who is so good as a receiver that I, I don't know how they're going to be able to effectively defend him. He is such a quick, decisive, tough running back. And then as a receiver, he'll run these wheel routes. He scored the first touchdown against Kansas City running a seam route from the slot where he just looked like a receiver on the route. He had no problem with it. He goes up, he attacks the ball, and they love to use James Cook in the passing game. 
James Cook and the tight ends Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid are going to be really tough covers for Dallas. Now, Kincaid and Knox, they're both banged up right now. They've been dealing with injuries. So hopefully they're a little bit limited and, and you don't have to deal with them at full strength. But, man, what Buffalo does running the ball and using the running backs in the passing game is really impressive. So their success rate running the ball, which is gaining X amount of yards on first down, second down, third down to to count as a successful play, their success rate running the ball is 55%, which is the highest in the NFL. Wow. They, I'm shocked by that because it feels like – they Josh Allen has the most responsibility of any quarterback in the entire league, and they have just not been able to develop a running game behind him yeah, to and, support him. And, and that's is that they run it really efficiently, and they've done it better, especially since Joe Brady got in there. Since Joe Brady came in and they started going to the spread look and tried to lighten the box, they've had a lot more success with it. But, I mean, they go, they go deep. I mean, it's not just James Cook. Latavius Murray at 33 years old, even though he's four yards a carry, He's got, like, I think a 56% success rate this year. He picks up what he needs to. He runs efficiently. They're 12th in rushing attempts. That surprised me. I thought they'd definitely mm. be lower. Yeah. And that's with Josh Allen running all over the place. Sure. But, I mean, and they will call, again, some, like, really aggressive stuff. The first touchdown Josh Allen scored on against Kansas City last week, they called a designed quarterback run against a zero blitz, which a zero blitz is the corners press and literally everybody else blitzes, including the safeties. And so he, they, that's not a look you generally run into, but Josh Allen, they design the run there, and he tries to bowl people over. They're going to try and take advantage, I think, of the fact that Jonathan Hankins is out of the game and some of Dallas's problems with gap discipline and making the right read and stepping up into the right spot. I will say, if you want a little bit of a positive, the receivers are not as good as I was expecting. Stephon Diggs does not look like the same player right now. It's 100. He just, I mean, but he, well, he's 30, but I mean, he's, he's and been, the, and, and wide receiver parlance. That's, that's, that's 55. And there is, you get this really uncomfortable sense watching them play that they are trying to just keep him happy, keep him quiet because they will, if it's gone a little while without him getting a pass, they'll just throw a quick like screen pass to him. And that's how they just try to get the ball in his hands, keep him happy. But they're having a real hard time getting him anything down the field. Because we were going over his numbers the other day about the targets and everything. Yeah, it's it's been um, – look, some, there there are times because he has not been the leading receiver since November 5th wow. on this team. Wow. In, in a yards perspective. It's been Davis. It's been Cook. It's been, it's been it's been a couple of other guys. Well, and Gabe Davis is a good player. And Brian and I were disagreeing about Gabe Davis last night because when I watched Gabe Davis, I did not see him get open one time in man coverage. And that's what Dallas plays almost more than anybody else in the NFL. He's successful against zone, but Dallas likes to play press man, and Gabe Davis doesn't do well against that. Bobby, with the offensive preview, we'll talk about the offensive line and the defense during the course of the four-and-a-half-hour presentation. Has Brandon Staley been fired yet? Mavs lose against Minnesota. Are the Timberwolves for real? And Mike McCarthy around the corner next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Will Clapp has been their starting center since and now it's the backup Brendan Hymas who is in at center. And an interception on the first pass! Amazing. It's John Jones! Amazing! It's a pick six! Amazing! Lake and that Amazing. breaks the record! Amazing! The highest point total in Raiders franchise history is Jack Jones! Vegas radio with the call a week after losing 3 nothing. The Raiders humiliate Brandon Staley and the Lo- Kellen Moore and the Los Angeles Chargers last night. Thursday night football, 63-21. to 21. Wow. That was funny. The <laughs> Raiders scored a point per play. They were in 63 <laughs> plays last Stop night. It. They scored 63 points. They didn't have Josh Jacobs. They didn't have their left tackle. They did not have their center. Now, of course, uh, the Chargers... Did not have Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen, but that offense was struggling beforehand, so Easton Stick was trending on social media. Then it became Brandon Staley. Then it became Kellen Moore. What time will Brandon... How much are you buying into RJ's theory? If Brandon Staley survives today, he will not only remain the head coach, but return next season. No, zero chance. I don't know that he gets fired today. But there's zero chance he's coming back next year. I hope you're right. I mean, he 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 should not be around the football team right now. I, I can't remember the last time it was so universally accepted that this guy has lost the team and is going to get fired, and then the guy didn't get fired. Yes, and so he's going to get fired. You can't look. It, I understand Richard Sherman doesn't move the needle, but when you do have players stepping up at halftime on national broadcast and going, "You should fire him right now. You should make history and fire him at halftime." That's bad. I mean, throw up in a cup, CT. I mean, this is one of the worst first halves I've seen from a team. It just looks like they've given up. They've quit. They're, they've packed their bags. They've packed all their suitcases. They've booked their vacations, and they're ready to go. Brandon Staley, I hate I hate to say this because you don't ever want to call for somebody's job, but they should fire him for They should make history. They should fire him at halftime. <laughs> they should just, hey, we got an Uber X carpool outside. <laughs> And we'll, we'll send you on your way because right now I've never seen a team come out this uninspired. And then Brandon Staley actually stopped with Kaylee Hartung for the that, an- that This is still the most amazing <laughs> aspect of this. Brandon Staley stopped for the halftime interview down 42 nothing. Brandon, how do you describe the performance of your team in the first half? This wasn't good enough. That wasn't us out there. You know, did not come ready to play. You know, Second half, we got to fight for pride, but uh, it's a good group. We got to regroup at halftime. Come on, try to play a better second half. 
<laughs> it's for pro- I'll tell you, 21 and a half is not bad. I do love you, 21 in the second half. Maybe. He, did, he didn't even <laughs> fake it. He was just like, we're not winning this football game. This is about pride for us in pride. the second half. You got to fight for pride. Let's <laughs> just fight for pride. Let's fight for checks, paychecks. Let's get, let's get some of these guys paid. The memes are amazing. Uh, I, I see him in a Walmart outfit. Uh, there's a fake Chargers tweet saying, if you own a Chargers jersey and live in the greater L.A. area, please be at practice tomorrow at 9 a.m. Uh, the audio of him yelling at the reporter saying, don't ask again. I am the defensive coordinator. He's got him on OnlyFans next week doing his hip <laughs> thrust with his pregame routine. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. That was, that was a good uh, pregame warm-up. I tell you, he's got a great beard. Uh, when you know, Sometimes he's clean-shaven, but when he grows that beard out, that's a solid beard. I didn't think a guy that... This is your, uh, you're going to have to own this one, Chop, for receipts. This this was your guy. Uh, this was your analytical savior, and it's become all-time bad. It is. Now, and, and that's the unfortunate thing, because all his decisions on fourth down were, were pretty right. And his inability to know what a good play is was his undoing. Because those calls that he's made were universally accepted and his defense was his, and his defense all time bad but that's why yeah you can't get an analytics defense guy out there what kind of moron what kind of idiot analytics dude wants us to go on the defense anyway <laughs> analytics dudes don't do defense i don't know maybe this is just maybe a fast track to guy not not just to head coach yeah. just fast tracked him from literally in dak prescott's rookie year which doesn't feel like that long ago i know it was you know his Five fifth, years, it's six, his fifth six, sixth yeah. year <laughs> uh but literally dak prescott's rookie year Brandon Staley was the defensive coordinator at John Carroll College. Yeah. It's a good college. Well, it's like you said, right? If you were in the same room that Sean McVay passed gas in, you, you got, got a job. You got a, you got a job. Zach Taylor? Was he Zach on the Taylor, Zach Taylor got fast-tracked, yeah. But this uh, And this was Vic Fangio. He got a job with Fangio in 2017 as an outside linebackers coach. Then when Fangio goes to Denver, he brings him along there to be the outside linebackers coach. Then he gets defensive coordinator with the Rams and then all of a, for one year, and then all of a sudden he's a head coach. That was one of the yeah. most rapid ascents we've seen in the coaching circle. Too fast, wasn't ready. Um, being a head coach is as much about managing the locker room as it is about anything else, and you lose it. That was his first head coaching job, period. He's never been a head coach even at, like, Division three yeah. college. I mean, Jason was fast-tracked. Jason, at least, like, I'd give him credit for he like played and was essentially having to be a coach as a backup quarterback for his whole career. That's fair. That's fair. Joe Flacco gets a one-year contract in Cleveland. This story. Pro-rated. This was a weird story because earlier in this week, was it this week? I think it was this week. Yeah. Monday. Yeah. Monday. I see this this notification that um, Joe Flacco got put back in the practice squad. What? What? Why? Yeah, he's been balling. Been playing great. This is probably the best Joe Flacco's ever looked. Outside of that 2012 playoff run. Some yeah. might say he's elite. Some might say that. And it's like, what? why would he get back in the practice squad? It was a roster management situation. And then they decide to, um, you know, give him this prorated one-year deal. So I guess they're going to make a go of it with Joe Flacco. Good for him. little resurgence. little resurgence in his career. I thought he was dead in the water years ago. Absolutely. 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 So what did they do in terms of putting him out there? And like So he they, they said to him they're gonna put him on the practice squad. And he had said, Look, you all can put me there if you need roster management. I don't want to go anywhere else. If somebody else signs me to a full time, like a uh, uh, a fifty three man roster spot, 
I'm not going to go. I'm just going to stick it out here. They probably told him, look, this is for roster manager. You're going to start anyway. This is, this is your team the rest of the year. Hey, he's got a playoff chance. He's got a chance to start a playoff game. So if I was him, where else are you going to go? Las Vegas Journal Review suggesting that John Gruden back to the Raiders could be a possibility. Because <laughs> they're so cheap, they don't want to have to pay him to do nothing. So they would just pay him his regular contract. Well, well, we know that Mark Davis loved him personally. Mm-hmm. Mark Davis was furious that they had to get rid of him. Right. The question, of course, is how long until it will be socially acceptable and NFL acceptable to bring Gruden back. We're talking about him coaching in Indiana. And now the Las Vegas Review Journal, Journal Review, brought up the Raiders again. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, you've got to clear that with your locker room first. I would think, right? Yes. I can't imagine like yeah, as much as they would even want to, I can't imagine the league would let him do it. I can't imagine that they'd be like, "No, way too much heat. We're not going to do this, guys. You, you you can't let this happen." I, I I just I don't see there's any way that Goodell and them would let him do that. Let's welcome back the head coach of America's team, Cowboys, Bill Sunday on this radio station. The head coach of the boys, Mike McCarthy, joins us next on 105.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Let's bring in the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Good morning, Mike McCarthy. Good to have you back. It's great to be back. Sorry I missed you guys last week. My goodness, I I just didn't didn't feel right. Mike, Coach, we were sitting here praising your toughness, you know. I know. What a warrior, Pittsburgh guy, Irishman, and... And then we get canceled on. Where were we? How 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 fast and easy was that decision on your list of things to do? Radio interview scratched. Um, it wasn't very hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh no, I'm kidding. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I was to be honest with you. I was just trying to follow the doctor's orders. So oh, don't uh, talk on the radio. Don't Stand radio. up for three hours and coach, but don't talk on the radio with the cell phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, but hey. We're here today, so let's, let's get back on track. I missed you guys. Was how close were you to to like uh, being in the booth instead of on the field for that game? Um, I I never considered it really because I you know I just um, you know before we went into surgery we you know we just talked about the things that you know needed to be done and and, and I, I just felt you know confident that uh, I was going to be able to you know keep everything normal as possible uh, come Sunday so. I've been yeah, dying. I never, 
I've been dying to get your perspective on this. This is the only time we'll ever be able to do it, hopefully, uh, with your health being good to go moving forward. If you were an offensive coordinator coach, would it be beneficial to call a game from up top versus down on the sideline? How would you prefer it if you were an OC? No, there's definitely advantages to both. Um, I think as the head coach, um, you know, play caller, absolutely not. Um, that you know, I, I, don't, I don't think that's possible. Uh, I, I think it's just really based off your experiences. You know, uh, you know, my experience coming through, you know, the quarterback position. Uh, I, I just couldn't see doing it any other way. I tried it once back in I think 2003, and uh, I didn't like it. Tried it for a couple games in the preseason. Uh, I just think there's a you know there's an interaction and there's things that you're able to see on the sideline in live time that are beneficial and help you call a game and the communication you have with your assistants. But I mean, there's definitely advantages to being up there because it's a, you know it's a lot easier environment to call a game in as far as you know it's your your focus and you, you can you got you know you got more room to lay your stuff you know lay your stuff out and and go about it that way. But I I prefer being on the field. Hey, did you recognize that song coming back, by the way, that we played for you? Uh, yes, I, I recognized it. Too. <laughs> that was a nice touch. That was a nice touch. Did you know when the guys played it for you what the heck that was? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. Honesty. Hey, yeah. uh, I, I like the beat, though. You know, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was enjoying the beat when I when I walked in the room. I didn't, I didn't realize, you know. Didn't realize the lyrics of the song. It's no no Taylor Swift, but hey. Uh, Mike Mike McCarthy here on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. So on the TV call, Coach, against the Eagles, Chris Collinsworth was raving about his discussion with Dak, and Dak was like basically telling them that uh, he has discovered the game of football under your tutelage with one-two back, getting the ball out, the quick decision-making, and Collinsworth is just gushing. I don't know whether you got a chance to hear the TV call, but it was almost like you helped Dak Prescott discover another side of football. Uh, it was nothing but praise. What, what do you think when you hear something like that? Oh, I just, I just think that we're all on the same page. I mean, I, I think you know that's that's the beauty of this game. Uh, there's, you know, there's fundamentals that we all teach, but there's usually a, a you know a, a, another. You know, variation of, of one as far as when you're talking about techniques and fundamentals, it's no different than quarterback play. So, I mean, every position that's being coached in the game of football, everybody's trying to play faster, and, you know, and more clarity. And, and it's it's really pulling the whole group together to accomplish that. And you know how we you know dissect and detail our plays is is, is different than you know it was the last couple of years. And in uh, you know Dax having having success with it but, but it's just you know it's just it's really all comes down to the consistency and in the coaching and uh and most importantly you know the players and and, and Dak is the you know he's the lead he's the lead dog in the room at that you know that total buy-in and they're having success with it you had a really interesting quote yesterday I need you to correct me with it a good play quickly is better than what late what was that quote about about the tempo the late perfect play. I, I think there's so much, you know, there's so much that's done at the line of scrimmage, and uh, I think it's important for play entry. Um, the time, you know, with the time clock of play entry is important uh, because you got to make sure you give him the the quarterback Dak the opportunity to be at the line of scrimmage. You know, if he had five, if he has five or six seconds longer at the line of scrimmage, 
Um, I just always felt the success rate goes up. Plus, it keeps the the other ten guys in a rhythm of attack. If if you're up at the line of scrimmage, you know, bleeding bleeding it all the way down to the you know last second on you know you know you have to do in other situations you do that too. So I mean, isn't I'm not saying we're not going to take the clock down in certain situations, but I, I just think there's a rhythm and pace um, to offensive football and. You know, it starts with the play entry, and and uh, and you can see it in his demeanor. He has he has, he has phenomenal command uh, of the offense, and uh, you know I, I think that's a very important part of winning the pre-snap. Coach, we've heard so much about Dak's cadence recently. Obviously, it's become an internet meme at this point. Can you just break down in sort of like football one hundred and one terms why the cadence is important and how it's used within the offense? Well, it's, it's extremely important. It's it's no different than. The start and the swim meet, or you know, track meet. It's you know who 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 gets off on the ball the quickest. Um, you know, it's no different than, than you know with, uh, whoever throws the first punch is he you know has a chance to win the fight. I mean, it's just all those things. Uh, so it, it in in the, the other part too is the it's the starting point, but it is the starting point of the coordinate the coordination of you know your scheme and, and the time clocks of all that being tied together. So it's, it's, it's a very important part of offensive football. Coach, what's your take on Buffalo so far? I mean, their record is not great, but are they a better team than what their record shows? I would clearly state that they're a better team than the record shows. I think, I think, it, you know, when you get into uncommon opponents late in the year, um, my experience has been, you know, as you start watching the tape, you either go one way or the other on, you know, what, what you think of the team. And, I, and I've just been more and more impressed uh, with them, uh, in particularly their defense, the more I watch them. So um, this is, you know, and I think, you know, going up to Buffalo and all the things that may come with the game, with the weather and so forth, um, this is a big challenge for us. This is this this will be a good win for us, very good win for us. All right, talk about that weather because, like, does that change your game plan, rain, high wind? Does that change how you want to do things uh, you know, before, the week of the game? Yeah, you definitely. You definitely have to be able to adjust, and and that's the, that's you know part of the home field advantage of of, of playing in that type of weather. You know, ha- having an understanding of, you know, what you know, what parts of the weather make you change. You know, when you're talking about snow, wind, rain, sleet, temperature. You know, you gotta you gotta you know have a plan for which way you'll adjust. Mike McCarthy here on the fan coach. Uh, I've uh, caught a lot of heat for defending Josh Allen. I think he's a Total complete freak. Uh, you seem to have a ton of praise for him earlier in the week. Your thoughts on the Bills quarterback and some of the things you see him do on tape, both uh, positive and some would say negative with the interception streak. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I you know, there's productivity that, you know, results you look at on every player and, and, and uh, he's no different, but I think when you, you know, when you watch him play, I mean, you, you have to admire the way he plays the game. I mean, he plays the game in such an ump up-tempo, you know, aggressive fashion from the quarterback position, you know, and he and he's and he's has physical gifts. And uh, I think he's really he's built for 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 Buffalo. I mean, for that for being an outdoor team. Um, so I mean, he can he can throw the ball to any quadrant of the field. Um, you know, he's extremely active with his feet, and he's always in an up-tempo mode. So I mean, he, he's he's an impact player. Coach, sometimes we'll hear players or coaches previewing an opposing quarterback, and they'll talk about how, okay, it's important to bring pressure, make him uncomfortable, move him off his spot. Is Josh Allen one of those quarterbacks where you would actually want the opposite? You'd rather kind of keep him contained where he can't use that skill set to improvise and pick up chunk plays? 
Oh, definitely. No, I, I, I think that's uh, a great point. Um, you know, your ability to keep him in, in the pocket, but he's, he's going to extend. I mean, that, that's a big part of his game and, and, you know, and they have just pure quarterback runs too. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're going to do what they need to do to, you know, get him on the perimeter. And, um, so, I mean, they run, they run quarterback power. Uh, so it's, a it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an offense that puts a lot of responsibility on the quarterback. Coach, Dan Quinn said he wasn't going to put Trayvon Diggs in that position to ask him about his brother, give it up secrets. What What is the common practice there when it, when it comes to a family member playing on another team? Um, I, I've seen it differently. I, I just think it's, to be honest, I think it's the same as it's always been. I mean, everybody wants to win and, you know, and, you know, brothers are no different. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I think it's, like like everything, you know, I like to feel that we do in our in our culture here. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 family and football, and you know, there's always a respect element there. So, but um, yeah, he's. I mean, you know, I remember Stephon when he came in, came into the league in Minnesota. So um, I I have not missed playing against him. That's for sure. He's a. I mean, he's a hell of a player. Uh, Coach uh, Jake Ferguson has become my new favorite player. The attitude, the dog. Um, obviously he's had a fantastic season. Can you just talk about his competitive nature and what has impressed you about Ferg's season so far? Uh, you know, he's, he's hit that, that level of consistency. I think, you know, just like any, any young player, you get opportunities, you know, like, like Ferg did in his rookie year. And, you know, he's, he, you know, did a lot of really good things for us last year. And then, you know, he has that off season and, and now he had the you know opportunity to, to be the guy and um you know and he is and he has answered uh, you know he's you know your your tight ends you want them to be able to play and be you know contributors in all three phases you know the run the run blocking the protection and the pass game and and he has been that for us but yeah you you, you always love his passion his toughness his awareness his instinct and and obviously you know he's got a big personality so He's, uh, he's exactly what we need on offense. Mike McCarthy here with Sean R.J. and Bobby, 105.3 The Fan. One more thing on the weather, Coach, because you have all the uh, Green Bay and Lambeau experience. When you go into a game like this, and right now I guess it's you know it's not supposed to be snow or ice or anything, rain. but maybe some, some rain and some wind, do you think of the passing game or the kicking game being more affected? And do you be proactive or reactive? Like you're going to try your 50 50- three-yard field goal first and see the win wreak havoc or be a little bit more proactive or run the ball more versus seeing the passing game affected? I know that's a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was heavy for you, RJ. I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think just like anything, I, I know, you know, every game that I participate in, you know, you walk the field, definitely will be walking this field. And, you know, you look at the wind patterns. Um, and then when John Fossil gets to the stadium, him and I will do the same. Uh, so, you know, you'll, you'll have decisions as far as the starting point in the kick game, uh, as far as, you know, the different spots uh, that, that, you'll, that you'll go from. And then, you know, but you have to watch that during the game too. So, uh, you know, it's obviously the first quarter, and then you, you, know, you switch directions in the second quarter, then you'll, then you'll have that conversation again at – at halftime, you know, the, the coin flip and all those things are, are part of the conversation. And, you know, and then you got to see the level of the win. You know, when you get up in the double digit numbers in the wind, then you got to start to be conscious of how it does affect the, the vertical pass game. So, yeah, to, to me, these are normal 
pregame conversations, uh, but this is this this will be a test this week because of where we're playing for sure. Coach, is, is Dak going to maybe wear a glove on his throwing hand this weekend? And, and, and do you have an opinion on that, on, on quarterbacks wearing gloves during games? Um, it, I tell you what, they've changed so much over the years. Um, so uh, you, you, I'd have to see the glove. Um, so, and, and I just think it's like anything. It's, you know, you, you don't want to go up there and just put a glove on. I mean, it's, it's something that you obviously need to work during the week and, and, and things like that. But, that, you know, I don't, I don't anticipate that being, being an issue right now. All right. Well, look, we're 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 glad you're you're good. We're glad to get you back, and uh, it wasn't the same without you. So have a safe trip, get another win, and we'll do it again next week. Thank you, man. You guys have a great week. You too. There he is, Mike McCarthy, with his new theme song on the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. I thought you asked the best question of the interview. That super long one. That was a. That wasn't. That wasn't Bobby Link. No, it wasn't Bobby Link. It wasn't Bobby Link. No, it was not. And he gave a <laughs> he gave a good answer. You know, he laughed at it. He yeah. mocked it. He mocked it. But I thought it was a good response. And you were worried about Coach being too serious this week. I told you he would be he would be awesome. Okay, have you have have we found any level of consistency with when he'll be serious? There are times right where it's like, yeah. why is he serious? Why well, is he not? Like the first time with you, yep. uh, he was in a bad mood, understandably so. Why would he not be? And he's producing gold just like he is during the Cowboys season. With Sean and RJ, like he's always done. Well, he's the only. I, I was the only one who got complimented for my question, Sean. That's right. So <laughs> I could say on the radio why, but I won't. <laughs> all right, this blew up yesterday. Uh, enough with all the feel good Friday stuff. Let's get Bobby worked up. Oh God, Dan Orlovsky. Oh baby, on ESPN, giving us all a lecture along with his coworkers about why Josh Allen's interceptions are so overblown and overrated. So in 2020, who won the Super Bowl? What team won the Super Bowl? The Buccaneers. Okay, do you know where Tom Brady ranked when it came to interceptions thrown that season? He threw a lot, right? Yeah, he yeah. threw the third most that season. Yeah. You know who threw the least when it comes to starters? Baker Mayfield. Who won the Super Bowl that year? 2021. Stafford, right? And threw a ton of picks, yeah. Led the NFL in interceptions. Yeah, yeah. And Joe I like Burrow, where you're going, yeah. Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes threw the third most. So the Super Bowl winner threw the most. And then Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes were in the conversation for top two, top three, threw the third most interceptions. You know who threw the least that year? Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh, your, your other guy. Let's yeah. go to last year, 2022. Who won the Super Bowl? Who won the Super Bowl? Kansas City, yeah. You know where Patrick Mahomes ranked throwing interceptions last year? How many? Second most. Uh, behind, you know yeah. where Joe Burrow was? Third most. You know who threw the least? Your mom. Daniel Jones. <laughs> so can we stop this stupid conversation about interceptions and, oh, my gosh, Josh Allen, and it's going to be the reason that they don't win a Super Bowl. The last three quarterbacks who've won Super Bowls have all been in the top three or four of interceptions thrown that season. Put your headphones back on. I was, oh, I was oh. just adjusting. You get to go first. I, I mean, he does. He it's getting to a point where he just doesn't make me mad because he's just he's he's not a he's not a real person. He is <laughs> he's not he's not. I don't consider him to be a genuine human being. Like I said last night, he is his analysis. He is a Andy Kaufman practical joke. Like there's nothing. I, like I appreciate that. There is there is nothing serious about this idiot. And it's just constantly moving the goalposts. He's been trying to do that since his playing career. And <laughs> it's... Stop it. He's a moron. He's a gaslighter. I, it finally... 
it's taken me three years to finally figure out what a gaslighter is. He's a gaslighter. My he, ex-wife called me that a lot. He throws out these things, and then it's, what? I never said that. Oh, what, what do you mean? Meanwhile, Ralph, you have the ovation. Well, you know, I know what you're going to applaud. Let me play one clip first, uh, and then you go. I asked Pepe because the internet was going to dig. Everyone in the Metroplex was like, wait a second. So Josh Allen can do this, but last year with Dak Prescott being the storyline and topic for your entire network during the year in the offseason, he can't do it. This is Orlowski from, oh, this is this is a few months ago? Yeah, this is like after training camp. August 2023. I get more concerned as the days go on this offseason about what's being said in Dallas about Dak. Go back to the offseason, and it's like Mike McCarthy wants to run the football, run the football, run the football. Then the, the owners come out, Jerry Jones is like, we just, we just got to get Dak to not turn the football over. And, and you guys notice Pack and Pat being in the locker room. And now Dak's like, I guarantee you I don't throw 15 interceptions. And I just start thinking like, yo, is he just going to play so cautious and so scared and so hesitant? But I've just seen this happen with quarterbacks before where you hear it for such a long time that you you can't be good at that position unless you're aggressive with the football and put it in harm's way occasionally. It's a fine line between aggressive and reckless. Um, it's a huge year, and I just get more concerned as the days go on about what I'm hearing. Um, he's absolutely uh, – look, his problem is he's intellectually dishonest. Yes. You can't have – Call it what it is. What? Begins with an L. Sean gets mad whenever I call somebody it. Loser. Loser? Four-letter word. Liar? Yep. Because um, he's right. Like, interceptions – I moment- don't get mad when you call people liars. Yeah. I, we have before. It's been like, be very careful calling people liars. Because <laughs> when he was saying that Dak well, clip – we interview them weekly, yes, I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> Little different. What he was saying – Little different. What he was saying in that clip about Dak wasn't that – he needs to keep the interceptions down. It's that he doesn't want him to be spooked yeah. by the interceptions that he just checks it down because check down quarterbacks yeah. are backup quarterbacks. You need to be aggressive. He's right about the moment you accept that punts are turnovers, you completely look at interceptions differently. The moment you accept that punts are turnovers, which they are. And you've said that for for, for years. Yeah, you completely look at interceptions. I don't care about interceptions. They don't matter to me. Now, you don't be reckless and just turn the ball over 74 times. But I accept the Romo gunslinger interception. It's part of what made him a, a special quarterback. It's part of what makes Dak great when last... Now, last year, they were fluky because they were tipped balls. I have no problem with picks. Um, I, I would much rather have an aggressive quarterback that throws picks than a risk-averse one yeah. that never that only looks at throwing to guys who are looking right at him and stand still. So I'm going to be completely radio honest here. One million percent. That clip, I'm not killing you, Pepe. I appreciate the effort. That clip did not prove our point or help in the Orlovsky is a hypocrite topic. Yeah. I've been waiting for the internet to come up with a clip of him last year talking about how bad interceptions are and all that. I'm not seeing it so far, Bob. So I'm wondering how... Dan is going to get out of this. So he gets out of it by saying... Because the internet never misses, and I've watched two or three mm. clips that people... Tolo Ernie has put one up, and I've, and I've listened to the clips, and I'm like, okay, that's not totally... We, it's not, we don't have our gotcha moment on him yet for this. 
No, well, the so he did segments all this offseason on Dak's interceptions and how bad they were. But mm-hmm. that's where he'll he'll try to wiggle out of it is he'll say, well, no, 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 it's not inherently interceptions. It's the interceptions Dak is throwing. It's the, it's the types of interceptions Dak's throwing versus yeah. Allen that's the problem. But the biggest gotcha you can do is that when he did a segment on Dak's interceptions and he talked about it and he started going back and forth with Clarence Hill, he said the topic of the day was quarterbacks with questions heading into the season. He tweeted at him. He said, I would hope that you objectively could agree that the quarterback that led the NFL in interceptions that had a new offensive play caller has that question to answer, objectively speaking. So we've gone from leading the league in interceptions is a a massive question you have to answer to when it's about Josh Allen. It's a stupid conversation. That's what he just said. It's a stupid conversation. It's 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 tough for him the way he has approached Dak to have that 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 take. Yeah. Um. I don't think it's a wrong take with Josh Allen. I think it was a wrong take when it came to Dak. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't care much. But Josh Allen is having, by all accounts, other than interceptions, Josh Allen is having an amazing season. Yeah, I mean, look, dude, this just comes Josh down to again. Orlov- Al- Go ahead. Yeah, it just comes down to again. Orlovsky is just he is a a. He's a gaslighter. He's a morally offensive individual. <laughs> I'm morally dead serious. Corrupt. He's a liar. He's he? a, he, that's what that's, that's what gets me so mad about him when He's I do just get so tall and so thin. And I just, <laughs> I, I'm just so jealous of both. And great hair. You don't want to be. You don't want to be that thin. No, I don't want to be that thin. I can't. I couldn't. I just, that's what gets me so mad about him. And that, that's why people always just like, oh, you think it's about Dak? No, it's about like he's just a liar and it. Pisses me off. I changed my mind on him for the worst with his Purdy stuff. He got caught on McAfee. He wouldn't own it. I'm like, own it. You caught him a game manager. And and he's trying to call McAfee behind the scenes just like he does with us, with like a DM here and there, and like tried to uh, charm you behind the scenes. And it's like, no, man, we heard what you said. Don't try to wiggle out. Are we dealing? Are we going to have to change the radio station to the home of the Texas Marlins after this Rangers <laughs> signing? And is the Draymond Green situation a lot more serious than we thought? That and our final Green Day ticket giveaway of the week next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.